is Jared and the GM live from Boomba's Craft Pizza and Tap House East Nashville again coming up at 7 o'clock tonight. Smashville Live. Colton Sissons and Ryan Johansson will be the Predators guests out here at Boomba's Craft Pizza and Tap House. Again, a limited number of player autographs and pictures will be available. So be sure to get here early tonight as, again, the guests are Ryan Johansson and Colton Sissons. You can also register to win tickets to your upcoming Predators home game. Floyd, the Titans' playoff chances are what they are. We estimated them yesterday somewhere around 40%, which is less than 50%. The Titans are 4-4, four and four, but the schedule technically gets harder as they move into the back half. But Ryan Tannehill, if nothing else, has provided optimism for us and probably for everybody else that the Titans may turn a corner just because of how good he is. Which leads me to, to this question. If Ryan Tannehill plays against the Bills or against the Colts or maybe even against the Broncos, you have to feel better about the Titans' chances of winning that game. And yet we all went into this season saying, this season will tell us if Marcus Mariota is a starting NFL quarterback or a franchise-level quarterback. And we are now at the point where we can all say, for this team right now, he is not a franchise quarterback. So if the Titans, who have preached good to great, and hired Mike Vrabel coming off of a playoff appearance, and let's say the Titans don't make the playoffs, would have missed it for two years in a row. Is it fair for us to give Vrabel a pass on this season if they don't make the playoffs because they went into this year giving Marcus a chance, and we can look at it and say Marcus is why this team didn't make the Marcus experiment is why this team didn't make the playoffs? Well, I mean, who knows? You know, a thousand things can happen. Uh, between now and the end of the season. I mean, the, the, the commitment for them to let Marcus determine his future, I think, was the right commitment. Mm-hmm. For them to, to be honest with you, for them to stick with it as long as they did, I think is a true testament to, all right, now we're, you know, we're going to give you another chance, but you're getting close to the edge here. Uh, and then it finally got to a point where they just had no choice. And I, and I think the way that it turned out was probably handled as well to both sides as it could have been. That is from the standpoint that, you know, Marcus, Marcus, not that he would because he wouldn't do this, but, you know, he's not going to have a press conference and say, I didn't get a chance. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's had a chance, and he knows that. And he knows that it, for whatever reason it didn't work. He knows it's not the end of his career. He's already said that. And so now he'll crank it up and do whatever, whatever his future holds. But does it give Vrabel a pass? If they, like, let's, say, let's say the rest of the year, that, let's say they finish 8-8. Eight and eight. They go 4-4 four and four the rest of the way. They're 8-8, eight and eight, unsure at quarterback. You know, do you draft next year? Do you bring Tannehill back to caddy for a young guy? Do you try to make a trade for an established guy? Those kind of questions pop into your head. Uh, as to what you do at quarterback, but they finish 8-8. Eight and eight. Well, we look at this, and again, the, the mark is 10 wins, so let's assume that that, and do we blame the early season struggles when the schedule was cake with the Buffaloes and, and you know, the indie game was so winnable, and Denver, who is god-awful, and you lost those games because of Mariota, does it give Vrabel a pass to say, hey, they had to go into the year giving Mariota a chance. And they gave Mariota a chance, and you can't hold it against Vrabel that they struggled out of the box 
because they had to hold true to giving Marcus a chance, and it's not his fault that Marcus did an awful job with that chance. Well, I mean, I think any time you have a quarterback that fails on you, I mean, I think people look at it differently. You know, they're going to say, well, you know what, they had to change quarterbacks in the middle of the year. And, and that's, you, you know, and it was obvious that they had to do it. I mean, there are, there are people that will do this, will change quarterbacks, like Cincinnati right now, to take some of the pressure off, mm-hmm. to be able to say this very thing. But the reason, in my mind, the reason they didn't trade Dalton away was because they know they're going to be back to Dalton in a week or two. You know, because they know this young kid's not going to. Was it like the Giants where they pitched Eli for Geno Smith? Yeah, they're just moving around. They're trying to take a little pressure off, and they're trying. Whereas I think what what uh, Mike and what J. Rob did was earnest. You know, and I think, and and we said this all along. You know, when when the time comes that they're going to make the decision, they're going to want that decision to be for the rest of the year. You know, in theory, forever, but f- certainly for the rest of the year. And and uh, and and build on that, and I think that's you know, right now is looking like the plan is it's not working because you're four and four. You mm-hmm. know, you want to be six and two, but I think there's like I said, there's nobody that can look at it and complain about well, we didn't give them a chance, or you know, you you screwed them over, or you whatever the case may be. So I think the Titans. It, like, to me, there's so many subsets of this. It's like when Vrabel was hired, the idea was Vrabel was going to maximize Mariota. He was going to fix Mariota. And Mariota has only gotten consistently worse with Mike Vrabel as coach. And I do hold that against Mike Vrabel because we've seen Marcus play well before in the past. But then, I mean, I watched Matt LaFleur, who couldn't get a first down with this team last year, go to Green Bay. That guy can't lose a game. Winningest coach in Green Bay history. Well, that's not true. In Green Bay history, for at this yes. point in his through career, through eight games, yes, that includes Mike Holmgren, Vince Lombardi, Mike McCartney, Bart uh, Starr. Bart Starr. It includes the winningest coach in the history of the franchise at this point. Yes, and so I watched so wait, Green wait, Bay. Wait, wait, Hold on, wait a minute. We got to stay in the market. We got to stay in the market. Isn't there excuse? I mean, isn't there an apology we'll in there some place? We'll get to that at some point. Not now. <laughs> But so, back to what I was saying, the idea that, that I watched Green Bay, Marcus couldn't get a first down last year uh, with LeFleur coaching him. And then, so, like, maybe Marcus is unfixable. The offense looks a thousand times better since Tannehill goes in there. So maybe I can't hold it against Vrabel, even though I'm going to. I can't hold it against Vrabel that he couldn't fix Mariota because maybe Mariota's not fixable. I don't know. But then at the same time, I I kind of will give Vrabel a pass this year. If Tannehill continues doing what he's doing and the Titans go 9-7 and seven and miss the playoffs or 8-8 eight and eight miss the playoffs or something like that, I think I give Vrabel a pass this year because they had to give Marcus a chance on the fifth year and they gave him a chance. And while I would have given Marcus another chance, I understand Vrabel not giving him another chance and that was the right decision to not give him another chance because they've won the two games and Tannehill's look good. So, so I, think, I think Vrabel does get a pass this year if they barely do. Now, if they finish, what are they now, 4-4? Four and four? If they finish 5-11, and 11, then no, Vrabel gets no pass. But if, it's, if, it's, if you miss out on the playoffs because of what happened to you early in the season, Vrabel gets a pass because there's nothing he can do about the kicker and there's nothing he can do about Mariota. 
Yeah, well, it, I mean, it's always the same with, with, and forget his name is Mariota, but with, with people in that position, mm-hmm. which is, okay, at a point in time, we saw him play. Why the year after that and the year after that and now the year after that, he hasn't played that well? Mm-hmm. Well, we see this all the time with young quarterback. Baker Mayfield, last year, you know, jumps out there and they win, what, eight in a row or go eight and eight or whatever they ended up doing. Well, now we're seeing Baker and we're going, wait a minute now. What happened to that guy from last year? What happened to that guy that won those games last year? That's the guy I want. Well, it's all changed. And and which one is Baker going to be? You know, that's that's the question that has – that's what the Cleveland Browns have to determine. Well, they're going to fire Freddie Kitchens this year, and when they do, they'll be on their – he'll be on his fourth coach in two full seasons in the NFL. 615-737-1025. Question for the callers. If the Titans miss the playoffs this year, do we give Vrabel a pass for sticking with Mariota early in the season and say, hey – he had to do what he had to do, and you can't blame him for that, and blame it on Marcus. 615-737-1025, Plus, if, Ron, if the Titans have made the decision to go to Ryan Tannehill at the start of the season, do you think they make the playoffs? We'll discuss next. Jared, the GM, live from Boomba's Craft Pizza and Tap House, right here on ESPN 1025, the game. But first, let me tell you about Smashville Live, which returns uh, tonight, Smashville Live returns tonight, hosted by Braden Gall, live right here from Boomba's Craft Pizza and Tap House in East Nashville, located at 1003 Russell Street from 7 to 8. This week's guests are Ryan Johansson and Colton Sissons. Fans can register to win two tickets to an upcoming Predators home game. Smashville Live is brought to you by New Amsterdam Vodka, Spring Hill Heating and Cooling, and Red Spirits and Wine. Jared and the GM, it's ESPN 1025 The Game and streaming on the Game Nashville app. The way things have gone this year, you feel as good and as fresh in week nine as you've ever felt in your career? Yeah, probably so. You know, not too many times you only play a couple games before week nine, for me anyway. So, um, yeah, I feel good, feel fresh, and, uh, you know, ready to uh, ready to attack this week. Do you think that can give you sort of an advantage going forward these next couple weeks and that you're not treating a bunch of nicks and bumps and bruises? Yeah, I'd hope so. You know, I don't really think about it like that, but I just, you know, want to attack every week with energy and passion and, and bring that to the, the guys in the offense. Hopefully they feed off of it. And, um and we can be contagious with that and, and just grow as a unit. Ryan Tannehill. Ryan, do you feel fresher than you have in your career when you started every game and now you've played two games? Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan Tannehill today. Wonder why. So we've been talking about whether or not Vrabel gets a pass this year, Floyd Reese, if the Titans don't make the playoffs based upon the start they had and that Tannehill had to pull him out of. And, like, let's say they go 4-4 four and four the rest of the way against what is a much more difficult schedule than it was early in the season. Then do we give Vrabel the pass because they had to give Marcus the chance? Do you think if Ryan Tannehill was the starting quarterback, the Titans would make the playoffs? Oh, I don't know. I don't, you can't think about those things. You know, they, that drives you crazy. Well, then should it you have can. been a true quarterback controversy coming into camp? Should it have been no. a competition? Should they have given no. Tannehill a chance just because you No. No, we know. We just discussed that. We know why he was brought in. He was brought in to be the backup. Marcus was going to get a chance to determine if he was the guy. At some point in time, they said, okay, Marcus is not the guy. Tannehill, here you go. Go for it. You got 10 weeks. Prove to us that you're the guy. And, you know, two weeks into it, he's 
proven a little bit, you know. So now it's a matter of him trying to put it together and be consistent and do all the things that you you want to do to try to. Are we getting situated? Are I'm just, we just I'm perfect just here? At the camera. We got a camera here that's taking pictures of us, and I'm talking, and Jared's moving for the camera to get just the right picture. Why well, is that good? It's good. <laughs> it's good. Let me let me answer it to you like this though, and what? it is the idea that if Ryan Tannehill was the starting quarterback in the Tennessee Titans from day one this year, they probably would make the playoffs. I really think they would. The problem is is they had to give Mariota the chance. So as much as we can look back on it and say, does Ryan Tannehill win you the Buffalo game? I think he does. Does Ryan Tannehill win you the Indy game? I think he probably does. Does Ryan Tannehill win you the Denver game? I'm not going to go that far because the Titans never play well in Denver. They never play well out west, which worries me about the Oakland game on the schedule because that game is in Oakland. But to answer the question of do I think the Titans would have made the playoffs, would make the playoffs this year if Ryan Tannehill had started at quarterback, I think the answer is yes. But there's nothing that can contradict that or there's nothing that can confirm that. So for me, you can take it however which way you want to. I'm just saying that I believe that, uh, that Ryan Tannehill, that, that they would have made the playoffs if Ryan Tannehill had started this year. Now, if you look at the poll again, the Ryan Tannehill approval poll, on Twitter, at Jared Stillman, do you approve of Ryan Tannehill as the Titans starting quarterback? 75% say yes, 10% say no, 15% say no opinion. Let's go to your phones. 615-737-1025 is the phone number, 615-737-1025. And we start off with Frank, who's up next on Mike Vrabel. Thank you for calling. Go ahead, Frank. Uh, Jared, I know uh, you like tearing up uh, Mike Vrabel saying he makes dumb decisions. But I'll guarantee you he will end up being the winningest coach the Titans have ever had. I don't know. I mean, why? strong take. What makes you think that? He's a good coach. It's just you don't like him. What makes you say that? What has he done that makes you think he's a good coach? Uh, He's taken that team – from players, got they got players in there now that will play. They play hard for him. Uh, did they not play hard for the last coach? coach? Than what we've had. Did he not? Pl- did they not play hard for the last coach? In my opinion, no. How can you say that? They suck. They they, they, they won a <laughs> playoff game. A playoff game. One. And Mike Vrabel's won how many what playoff do, what games? What do you want to give them? Give them the talent, the key to the city because they won one playoff game? No, I want, I want to argue that they, they played hard. More. That they came back from down 18 points on the road at Kansas City because they played hard for their coach. Because the kind of guys they have would play hard if I were the coach. A couple games. But Vrabel When did they not play hard? winning record than any of them you have no there's nothing that backs up what you're saying absolutely uh, nothing other than your gut feeling that is that you, you like, like Mike Vrabel I don't care I'm not saying he won't be the most winning he won't be the winningest coach in Titans history you're, thank you for your call say, Frank you're gonna say he's worse than Jeff Fisher Jeff Fisher got to the Super Bowl and I don't even like Jeff Fisher like I don't the idea of you know, well, I think that they play hard for Vrabel. They played hard for the last coach. 
I mean, I'd argue they played hard for Wisenhunt. They just didn't have a right tackle. Like, you can't go into games with a rookie guard playing right tackle. That would be the equivalent of putting Nate Davis at right tackle. And that's what they did when Wisenhunt was the coach. The t- playing hard and effort has never been a problem for me with the Tennessee Titans. What, what ticked you off about that call? That he just said that he just said that for, the reason he thinks Vrabel is going to be the all-time winningest coach in Titans history is because they play hard for him. They they play hard for every coach. So I wonder where he got that. That was just his opinion. They played hard for Mike Munchak. They played hard for Jeff Fisher. Did your players play hard for Jeff Fisher? That was. But my point is that was just his opinion. Just right? his gut. Just he likes Vrabel, so he's going to say. And you didn't Vrabel like that at all because it's stupid. What <laughs> do we need to do? We need to reflect a little bit here. What? Maybe. I mean, I, I, what did his call? I, prove? I see a guy. It proves that there are a lot of people when we talk about football that just give their opinion that really don't have any basis for it. My opinion is rooted off often. Yeah, your opinion is rooted basis. out of the gut. That's exactly just like him. No, but like and with Vrabel. you didn't like him. No, with Vrabel, for example, <laughs> I have no idea if Vrabel's going to be the all-time winningest coach in Titans history. I'm going to probably guess maybe because the Titans haven't had a lot of great coaches. But, no, I mean, the, the idea of, well, they play hard for him. I argue they play hard for all the did, – did you think that they played hard for Mike Malarkey? <laughs> Oh, I, I can't remember them playing for Milwaukee. I can't remember it. I don't go back there. None Ian. Of that, none of that matters to me. Ian, do you think they played hard for Mike Malarkey? Probably. Thank you. That's all I ask is be honest with yourself. You can't say, well, I think he's going to be the all-time winningest coach because they played hard. And then all of a sudden you ask, yeah, you say, well, did they not play hard for the other guy? No, because they sucked. They were as good as they are now. They were in the playoffs. They were 9-7, and seven, which is what they've been under Vrabel, which is probably what they'll be this year. That's not the point. The point, that was his posi- opinion. That's what he believed. And it was a wrong opinion. Oh, is there such a thing as a wrong opinion? Yes. If you were to come on the radio are you getting show. All, are you getting all this in? If you were oh, to yes. come on the radio show. Mark, mark all this down so we have it for a little bit later. Well, we talked about this with taxes, right? <laughs> like everybody has a different opinion about taxes, right? Uh, sure. But everybody thinks that we have to have taxes, Correct. Uh, like, we can't no. be a nation without taxes. No. Are you kidding me? Zero got, taxes. Uh, we, I mean, we've got some politicians that they're going to find out way to supplement Medicare or whatever it is. Ain't how they're going to do that? Uh, no, I know how they are, but taxes. You, I haven't heard them say it. It's taxes. Well, I want to hear them say that. <laughs> well, you know, that's, I mean, that's another thing. Yeah. That's but a, again, <laughs> taxes. Everybody disagrees like, a lot of people disagree with how taxes should be adjudicated, but I think as America, we all believe in taxes. And if your opinion is that there shouldn't be any tax on anything in this country, then you are wrong. That is a wrong opinion. If you were to argue that Bill Belichick was a bad coach, I think Bill Belichick is a bad coach. If you were to say that, you're wrong. That's just not true. That's an opinion, but it's a wrong opinion. Now, for the most part, a lot of opinions are somewhere in between where there's like a little gray area. This happens to be different when you say something like Bill Belichick's a bad coach or we shouldn't have taxes. 
Loaded phones were to him next. 615-737-1025. Here on Jared and the GM. Why are you all chuckles? I'm loving today. I'm scoring some points today, aren't you? You got some points on that one for sure. I got some points. Killer plumbing, heating, cooling, and electrical. They got great points. They got 4.8 out of 5-star points. That's right, out of 5-star rating on over 15,000 online reviews. Hiller is also proud supporters of the National Predators. I saw the little Hiller mini blimp going around the arena yesterday, and I'm like, those are my guys. Why? Because they take great care of my home. They can take great care of your home, too. It's as simple as going online to happyhiller.com and scheduling an appointment right there. It is getting cold outside. It's going to be in the 40s tomorrow night. So make sure that heating is working properly. Get a tune-up, happyhiller.com. Hiller Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electrical. They have, of course, true transparency pricing, free second opinions. If you got the other guys looking at something, bring on out Hiller. They'll give you a second opinion for free. That's Hiller Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electrical, proud supporters of the National Predators and the Tennessee Volunteers. Jared of the GM, live from Boom Boss, Crap Pizza, and Tap House at ESPN 1025 again. With the offense, uh, now that you've had two games with Tannehill, what do you want to see maybe uh, – see this offense maybe develop or, or, or improve on at this point? It's, it all comes down to the consistency. I mean, I think that um, going back through the film, there's really nice plays, really good plays against uh, you know run and, and pass against um, a really good run defense. And so we just have to be more consistent. And, you know, we have to try to, to get everybody operating, the play, all 11, the, the quarterback getting us in the right play. Uh, the line, you know, getting us started on a run or giving us a pocket or protection in a play pass or drop back or screen or you know, keepers or whatever we're doing. You know, receivers running routes and identifying man and zone and, and running good routes and then the quarterback being decisive and and, and operating in, in an efficient manner. But we continue to score touchdowns in the red zone, which is which has helped us. That was Mike Vrabel today talking about consistency much better. I think we can agree, and it's tough because he doesn't want to say the reason is the quarterback change, but it feels like the reason is the quarterback change. Jerry, the GM live from Boomba's Craft Pizza and Tap House. Come on out, East Nashville location. Ryan Johansson, Colton Sissons will be here at 7 o'clock for Smashville Live. Floyd, do you have a thought, or do you want to go right to the phones? Let's go to the phones. To the phones we go. AG is up next here on Jerry, the GM. AG, thank you for calling. Go ahead, brother. Yeah, when we went to the playoffs with Mike Malarkey, man, honestly, I didn't feel like we was a playoff team. I just, I just didn't. I seen that we was a playoff team. We went to the playoffs, but how we got there, it just, I was like, this team just ain't got it. But this team do feel, I do think that Mike Vrabel teaches the game, him and his staff teaches the game of football and put emphasis on it better than the Mike Malarkey staff. And everybody coming down hard on Vrabel for trying to win the game at the soonest opportunity that he have. But this may be this may turn into the whole new wave that every every coach might start doing it. Just like a long time ago, everybody used to uh, always take the ball. Uh, when they when they uh, win the coin toss, everybody used to take the ball. Now you see everybody defer, and they want to uh, start their offense in the uh, third quarter. So this may be a whole new little wave of thinking that's going on in the NFL. And that's all I got. Thank you for the call, AG. I don't think that it may be a new way of thinking. I think that is the way the, the NFL is trending. And even college ball, which is, you know what, fourth and short, go for it. I just think if you got a good defense, I just take the points every time. Or for the most part, take the points well, I don't, you as know, much as possible. I mean, 
in my mind, it always boils down to the same thing, which is, what, you know, which one's going to give you the best chance to win? And generally speaking, points are going to give you the best chance to win. Points at any point in time. Now, if it's tied and, and you know, you, you um, got a chance to score a touchdown or kick a field goal, then, yeah, you want to score a touchdown. But if you can't, then you sure is that going to take the field goal. I mean, so it's, it, I mean, there's always a thousand things to consider. I mean, things you don't even talk, things you don't even think about with, you know, weather and, you know, what's, what's your kicker feel like and what's the quarterback feel like? Do you have a play that you really like? And, you know, all kinds of things like that. And if you can't answer yes to a bunch of those, then, you know, it's, it's generally speaking better to take the safe way out. Let's go to Adam, who's up next on Mike Vrabel. Thank you for calling the show. Go ahead, Adam. Hey, uh, so, yeah, I, that caller a couple callers ago, I I don't think that Vrabel, you can't possibly say he's going to be the winningest coach in Titans history, but, like, for what he had to deal with last year, I thought he was incredibly impressive, especially losing his best offensive play. I mean, I'm not going to go through the list again. He won nine games and was a Blaine Gabbert win away from winning and going to the playoffs again. So I thought he did fine. I think you're bringing these calls on yourself, though, Jared, because you are very, very sure of yourself on so many of these things. And that's what makes an old guy like that, you know, call in and go, hey, I'm going to tell this guy. So I, <laughs> you've done the same thing with John O. Smith and Malcolm Butler last year. You said definitively both of those guys suck. And no, I never said that year. about Malcolm Butler now. <laughs> Easy now on Malcolm Butler. I have always say. believed. Hey, I remember Malcolm <laughs> Butler. I kept saying clean slate with a full plate last year. I never, ever, I never jumped off the board on Malcolm Butler. Now, I wanted to know why he was giving up all those touchdown passes, but I never once threw Malcolm Butler under the bus. I've never heard you slow down and backtrack like that. You always just say, that guy sucks. <laughs> never he heard you slow but down But like Malcolm that, Butler bro. didn't suck. That's why I knew that it wasn't going to go crazy on Malcolm Butler because I knew Malcolm Butler didn't suck. All right, Floyd, uh, I, I like you giggling right there, bro, because we're on the same page. Have a good day. <laughs> Thank you for the call. I have never – you want to say – hey, if you want to get on me for saying that Jayon Brown was the most overrated Titan two training camps ago – that was a horrible, horrible take. If you want to get on me for saying that Jameis Winston had as much talent as Andrew Luck, that was a horrible take. If anything, I own my own opinions, and the wrong one's better than anybody in America. But well, you just I too. never threw Malcolm what Butler are, under the bus. What about year. the other 4,700? What about the forty-seven? What about the fifty? What about the five thousand that I get right? Oh no! <laughs> if you get it right, we hear about it three or four times. But if you miss it, it's just like J.L. Brown. You haven't mentioned anything about him. I just brought it, it up myself. Uh, yeah, oh, but it popped into your head. But if we go back and reflect on, I mean, there are probably a bunch of guys that fall into that category. Tajay's starting to do that right now. Yes, he is. I mean, Tajay is. You know, he's got that. I'm not going to say what I call it, but definitely uh, I'm going to name I it mean, after there, a player. I can see why you don't apologize for all these things. I mean, I really do. What do you mean by apologize? Apologize for some of these things that, that you're wrong about. Why would I apologize for saying what I think? 
Well, because just what you said a minute, because what you thought was wrong. Wrong. So Jalen Brown suck? I don't know. I did not say suck. I said he was overrated. Is he overrated? No, he's good. Okay, so should you apologize to him? Say, I'm sorry I thought that? No. Okay, there you go. This is my job. You never, ever uh, apologize. This is my job. Like, did you apologize to Randy Moss for taking Kevin Dyson over him? I, I talked to Randy. But did you apologize? Say, yes. Randy, I am sorry no, that I, I didn't Randy, draft Randy him. knew exactly why I didn't draft him. Okay. So I don't feel the need. You don't need to apologize to Randy Moss. I don't need I to apologize to Jay to him Brown. About it. I'm doing my job. <laughs> That's another cop-out right That's there. That's my those job. Those are all cop-outs. That's my job, Josh. All those things are cop-outs. Josh is up next on the Titans. What's up, Josh? <laughs> yes, sir. Perfect time to take my call. I just want to say, it seems like you forget that we listen to you for weeks and weeks. We're just now like two weeks ago saying, this season's over, next season's over, and now you're saying we want to make the playoffs what we've done earlier? Come on, man. I put it at 40%. Thank you for your call. I put it at 40% to make the playoffs. That doesn't mean that I think you're going to make the playoffs. You have to understand, 40% means not likely. And we put it at 40%. So... I don't know where. See, this is what happens. People want to hear. This is my theory on Predators fans that don't like me, which is like, I mean, I think a majority of Predators fans do like me, uh, but I think that there is a very vocal minority of Predators fans that don't <laughs> like me. And the thing about that is, like, I'll say like ten positive things and one, I don't know, kind of thing, and it'll be like, you hate such and such, and I'm like, I. That's not exactly what I said, <laughs> but they want to hear that. So they want to hear that. It's like, take Ryan Ellis, for example. Ryan Ellis playing great this year. Should I apologize because I thought Ryan Ellis stunk last year? No. Isn't, Why? Because he did stink last year. Isn't your mom a lawyer? Uh, she was at one point. Yeah. And if you ask her, she'll tell you she is right now. Okay. Um, uh, that's. I don't know if she's like up to licensing. No, uh, well, that, um, that's not the point. I think there's. Lawyers converse a certain way, and 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 I think you've obviously been around a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> lawyers, lawyers, and politicians converse the same way. <laughs> oh, that's great! I'm just telling it how it is. Oh, here. I know, and that's all I've just, ever done. Just like a lawyer and politician, the grade just on. like a politician. That's all I've ever done. This is the way we have to do it. I promise you, I know this better than anybody else. You mean else. like a, like an old Mitt Romney today on ESPN yeah. on Outside the Line saying he doesn't want college athletes? A couple college athletes driving Ferraris and other college athletes struggling to make ends meet. Just getting annihilated on Twitter for that. We're back to your phones next on the Titans. 615-737-1025. Jared, the GM. Uh, live from Boomba's Craft Pizza and Tap House. Show us why you're the biggest Bama fan for the chance to win a cabin on the Crimson Tide Cruise February 10th through the 15th. The second annual Crimson Tide Cruise will set sail from New Orleans to Cozumel to Yucatan, Mexico on board the Carnival Valor. It's a national championship worthy vacation with your favorite Alabama sports legends. Send us a picture by Twitter with the hashtag Bama Cruise or upload a pic at thegamenational.com. Book your cruise at crimsontide.com and get $150 off with the promo code GAME. Jared of the GM, CSPM 1025, the game. You know, as a quarterback, you're going to start one way. There's, there's route concepts on either side. And so, 
you know, you're going to start one way. Um, you know, in this league, it's not come back and just kind of scan it as, you know, guys are smoking it in there. Um, you, you have to have some pre-snap awareness of where you want to start and which side you want to work. Is there a man side? Is there a zone side? Um, is it an all-purpose coverage beater that, you know, may work against man or zone? Um, and so sometimes those are yes-nos by the quarterback. The quarterback has a has an opportunity to say, this is where I'm going. I'm going to take a matchup. And um, some of those other instances I think that you have talked about, that would be if I would progress through um, and I would come back or, um, you know, if we got a different look. So that was Brable today talking about the offense and about how different certain things can be. And i got to be honest with you, listening to him talk about that, none of that he said is crazy or something I didn't know. But does it feel like Marcus was taking advantage of all those different options and thinking about the different reads and looking at the matchups out there on the field? And, like, would Marcus look at a matchup and say, okay, I'm exploiting this matchup? Or would Marcus say, you know what, if they do this, I'm doing that? I just never felt like he was doing that. I don't. He, he may have been doing that, but I agree with you. I didn't. I didn't ever sense that he was really, you know, looking at things and contemplating what he wanted to do. I mean, I don't – Tannehill gives you that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think Tannehill and, – and Vrabel, the first time I've heard him talk about it. But uh, yesterday, I think it was, he was talking about how uh, Tannehill picked up them in blitz coverage twice and audible both times and and got plays out of it. You know, I, I'm not sure I can ever remember him or anybody else mentioning that, hey, we audibled out of that and it really, really helped us. It seemed like there was a lot more of, you know, they called the play, we kept the play on. Marcus has said that several times, you know, that if he was, if he didn't know exactly what to do or wasn't really confident or whatever the case was, he was going to run whatever the call was. And Marcus would say, like, you'd ask Marcus, like, do you change the play at the line of scrimmage? Or, well, yeah, I can do that if I need to do that. And I, uh, but, but do you do that? And I think for Tannehill, I think one of the most telling things in that game was first throw in the second half was like a 20-yard gain over the middle to Jonu Smith. Because it was like, fine, you're going to take away my wide receivers? Right over the middle of the field for a big game. And I think that is kind of the difference that we're seeing a little bit. Let's go back to your phones live at Boomba's Craft Pizza and Tap House in East Nashville. Joe is up next on the Titans and the playoffs. Joe, go ahead. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. You know, I, I want to get this out of the way. Yes, I'm sorry Mario got benched. But you know what? It was the right decision. I'll go ahead and say that. Katana Hill, I guess he wants to play and he's trying to show something. But the problem is they didn't start him early enough. And also the problem is, is that they have inexperience on the coaching staff side to get them where they need to go. It's very evident, guys. Vrabel makes bad decisions. The offensive coordinator is learning on the job. They're doing okay, but they're lucky because they've got decent players that have experience. Ergo, the quarterback, he's seen a lot of defenses. He can fire the ball. I was wrong about Ryan Tannehill. I'll be honest. I was wrong about it. I'll give credit where credit is due. But what I'm worried about is going forward is if he can stay this consistent because of his past. And so I just don't think it's going to happen, not this year, guys. Y'all have a good one. Thank you for the call. Two big challenges await Tannehill this week. First road game as a starter and first game against a decent team as a starter. So I agree with the caller there. But if, if Mariota has lost the support of Joe, I mean, there's nothing left to lose. <laughs> 
Joe has called this radio <laughs> station every day oh, yeah, Joe in full you. defense of Mariota. Oh, yeah. And if he's saying <laughs> that they should have benched him and that Tannehill was the right, which is how I feel. I mean, I it's been two games. I love Ryan Tannehill through two games. Now, again, it's been two games. And I'm going to keep saying it's two games because it's only been two games. And guess what? That's two games. And when you play two games, you only got two games to go off of. And a lot of things have happened in two games. It's only been two games. But Tannehill's kicking butt right now. I mean, he is kicking butt. And I am not going to take anything away from him. Keith is up next on Malcolm Butler. Thank you for calling. Go ahead, Keith. Hi, guys. uh, Lawyers, politicians, and my 14-year-old. I'm going to say that first. But, uh, Jared, you know, I... I don't think you ought to feel bad about backtracking. I think you ought to put it like you did here a couple of weeks ago where you're reorganizing your opinion. I think that sounds a lot better. Well, the term but, is reevaluating. But I think we do that all the time. Yeah. I, I think we yeah. do that all the time. You know, I yeah. mean, Floyd, for example, like Floyd thinks Lamar Jackson stinks, right? Thank you for your call, Keith. Floyd thinks oh, Lamar welcome. Jackson stinks. They play. Well, the- no, 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 no. Now, see. Th- I have no idea where you get that. Ian, come on now. Does Floyd think Lamar Jackson stinks? Stinks or an NFL quarterback. There you go. For a qu- he is an outstanding athlete. He can run better than any quarterback in the league. In fact, his I think he's top rated as a as a rusher in the league. But what kind of a pocket quarterback is he? That's my problem. Well, Baltimore isn't asking him to be a pocket quarterback. I know. They didn't that, draft him but, with the intention of him being a pocket uh, quarterback. Uh, kind of like RG3. Same style. Well, just because Same it don't way. work. Well, guess who his backup is? Guess what? It won't work. It will never works. It'll work for a little bit of time. But, but it will never work. Okay. What if they go to New England this week and win? What if Baltimore goes to the Super Bowl this year and win? What if Lamar Jackson... Now again, again uh, what now let me what if Lamar Jackson wins a couple Super Bowls as a quarterback? Then will you change no, your evaluation yeah, of him? Yeah. Thank he, you. That's if he all I'm wins asking. A couple of Super Bowls. Couple of Super Bowls. I yes, mean, I, I remember when you said one time we weren't even working together in twenty fifteen and it was the college football season, and you made some kind of comment about how Dak Prescott wasn't that good or something. And I went bananas. And I text Ryan, who was the producer at the time, and I said, how can you say Dak's not that good? Dak is going to get $35 million a season if you change your opinion a little bit on Dak. Dak, no. From when he was at Mississippi State. Dak is when he's got Zeke behind him, somebody that can run the ball, Dak is a good Solid quarterback. But you didn't think he was going to be a $35 million but a year guy coming out. And I don't think he is now. But he's going to be a $35 million well, a year Very guy. well, maybe. But that's not my money. He can, that's Jerry's. And he can do whatever he wants to with his money. But he will never, if if Zeke is not there or they don't have a, a prime time running game, he is completely different. He is average. And the same thing happened to Marcus. We want to say Marcus, and we want to coach you. Your coach is marked different. No. DeMarco Murray was Marcus. And as soon as DeMarco Murray was gone, Marcus was gone and has been gone since. So we and, – and Dak is the same way, in my opinion. Okay. What about Russell Wilson? What, the way you evaluated him coming out, did you evaluate him as a potential Hall of Fame quarterback when you were um, – Nobody did. Okay. 
So you've had to change your evaluation of somebody no, no, no. based you upon the evidence that you've seen. Well, it's not, nobody disliked. I didn't dislike them. I know, but your opinion has changed. No, nobody. Who's, how many quarterbacks do you draft saying this guy's going to be a Hall of Fame player? Nobody. It happens. Nobody. Who's Andrew ever Luck? done that? Nobody. You told me Andrew Luck was going to no. have every record. I said, uh, said no. uh, uh, Andrew Luck is a really, really, or was a really, really good quarterback. Is he going to make the Hall of Fame now? No, he's not. So, I mean, but you don't draft But your opinion has changed in the last year about Luck making the Hall of Fame. If I had asked you last year, do you think Luck would, would make the Hall of Fame, you probably would have said he's got a shot. Oh, I probably would have. Now? Well, he's not even in the league. So opinion no, changed. And that's the whole no. point I'm trying to make. <laughs> you know is what? that certain things somebody, happen, and you should be allowed to change your opinion based upon the things you see. They don't ever have to change their opinion, and they are wrong 75% of the time. You're going to lecture on opinions. Yes. <laughs> that your opinion is allowed to adjust no. based upon what you no. see. That's what we call flip-flopping. No, it's not. It's flip-flopping. It is not. Then you flip-flopped on Russell Wilson. I didn't. Because you all. think Russell, do you think Russell is a great player right now? Great player, yeah. When you evaluated him coming out of the draft, did you think Russell was going to be a great NFL quarterback? Uh, I don't know if I can say that. So your opinion's changed? No. Flip-flopping on I Russell Wilson him. over I here. I liked him from the beginning. I thought he was going to be a quarterback from the beginning. Have you ever seen Russell Wilson? Russell Wilson's as tall as you are. So, you know what? And he's still you don't, quarterback. You don't look at him and go, yep, there's an NFL so do you still? So right do you there. still not think that Russell's going to be a great quarterback because he's not tall? Or has uh, Russell done enough to change your opinion to make you think, hey, this short guy can still be a change great quarterback? change in opinion goes from yes to no or no to yes. That's a change in opinion. If you say, I think this guy's going to be a good player and he ends up as a Hall of Famer, that's not you're that's not a negative. You're not saying I didn't think he had a chance to play. Ian, who do you think's right in this a, in this oh. discussion about opinion changing? Um, if I had to lead one way, I'd probably lean Floyd. How? There you go. You're thinking that Floyd everybody, never changes his everybody opinion. Everybody oh, of leans course. my way. Yeah, everybody I mean, he probably has changed his opinion, but I don't think necessarily drastically over one year you got to give it multiple years and see how it goes you know how these nfl people do right but but what if i drastically change my opinion on in one year oh <laughs> i don't know i probably have to go over the list a long distinguished list i mean floyd drafted guys in the first round that didn't work he thought after, they were going to be good after players five years he probably and then cut he them. cut them and when he cut them you know, it wasn't like, well, I knew that this guy was going to be a bust when I drafted him, so now I'm cutting him. No, but it, your opinion changes based upon what you see. Somebody please call. I think call. that's fair to a degree. <laughs> 615-737-1025 coming up next here on Jared and the GM. Ryan Tannehill, speaking of opinions changed, is it time for the Titans to commit to Ryan Tannehill beyond this year? We'll discuss what are the advantages, the pros, and the cons. Jared of the GM live from Boombox Craft Pizza and Tap Out. Say the MTSU Blue Raiders hit the road to take on Charlotte this Saturday. Kickoff for MTSU is at 2.30 on 94.9 Game 2 and 97.5. In Murfreesboro, Jared of the GM, it's ESPN 1025, the game.